Hello and welcome back, my loves, to the It's Karmic podcast with me, Vika Bradford, your host. I have the pleasure of diving into a completely new topic here on the podcast today that I've hinted at over the last, you know, maybe year, but we're going full in today about I don't know, spirit babies, pregnancy, we'll see where we go. And my beautiful guest that has said yes to sharing this information today is the amazing Vanessa Faria. Welcome. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. This is going to be a really fun conversation. It is. And I'm like over the moon because you'll get to hear a little bit of my story in why this was prompted within me as my spirit baby I don't know who I know what she is who she is she dropped in in the summer of 2022 so I've been sitting with that for you know a year and a half now not knowing what to do with it um, and it's getting louder and louder and I'm like oh no we're cresting to this point where I started to be like I need books I'm a big Virgo over here I need books and information on how to do this process through the level of fear that's coming through me around miscarriages, dying in birth, just the the ability to hold space for her to come in. Can I support her? Like I've never felt safe. So like allowing this to come through has sort of been the gestation of this conversation and wherever this is leading to. So I'm super excited to have you here as someone who has um, sort of already touched the realms of this in your work. So can you tell us a, a little backstory on who you are, how you got here and like your, your, just like a, a piece of this method that's come through for you. Yeah. So, um, so my name is Vanessa Faria and I am a licensed soul therapist a soul parent, spiritual child, evolutionary educator, and a generational healer and teacher. And so I have trained with the founder of all of these bodies of work, and her name is Deborah Sky King. And she is really the creator of these different offerings that are to support women and the evolution of healing on the planet. Mm. yeah so (laughs) it is all of these bodies of work have changed my life personally as I've gone through the work as I've learned but they've also changed so many different women's approach to themselves to their life to their relationships to motherhood to being able to have children or to deepen their connection to being a mom and what that means for them and of course, to heal generational trauma and ancestral um, pains and struggles that have been passed down through your lineage. Ah. And they all weave they all weave together so beautifully. And you're going to kind of see that as we talk and discuss. But I love what you mentioned because what you have shared about your own experience of connecting to the spirit of your child and feeling fear and anticipation and excitement and all the emotions that comes with that uh, is super common. And it's, there's so much going on in the world right now that it is like a very, very uh, natural and common thing to have heightened levels of fear. Yeah, that's huge. And I love that your work encompasses the umbrella of all of this, but then the ancestral healing, because that is one of the biggest branches of my work as a karmic astrologer is this generational line lineage work um, that comes through the soul. And it is so represented in like, there's no foundational reason for my fear or for why I'm holding myself back or why I can't stop doing a certain pattern or why I keep calling in the same person, the same cycle over and over again. And that's a big part of my work is unlocking the why and liberating the soul, right? So when, when you're saying this, I'm like, yeah, like there's no logical reason other than like normal humanness for the fear that's coming through 
but I know on a cellular level through past life regressions, um, spontaneous healing sessions with, uh, with soul healers that have been like, wow, like there's a lot of birth trauma for you. There's a lot of, um, you died in childbirth a bunch of times. You lost babies in childbirth a bunch of times. You died in childbirth a bunch of times. And this came before I even accepted the idea of having kids. I did not want children at all. Right. Um, so that coming up years ago, and now I'm sitting with it being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a change that happens for a lot of women. Yeah. So, okay. What, like, how did you get into this work? What <laughs> led you here? Yeah, I think that's a really great place to start because I think that helps will help make things a lot more clear. So when I was younger, I grew up with a, with my mom and my grandmother. My mom was a single mom. She had me when she was 21 and my dad was not in the picture until I turned about 14. It was, I think the first time I met him and growing up, what I witnessed in my family dynamics was two women. My my grandmother was also a widow. So she was a, a young widow. Um, but what I witnessed a lot was a maternal household, right? So three generations under one roof. And there was a lot of emotional not um, dysregulation, essentially. And though my mom and grandmother are the strongest, some of the strongest women I know, but it's it's like there was not a whole lot of healing because they just did not know, right? And I think a lot of millennials and, and women our age, we just come from families. Doesn't matter what your family situation was, but there is a lot of dysfunctional and unhealed wounds from childhood, from trauma, from ancestral that is just not even addressed, not even aware of. It's like everything is kind of just thrown under the rug and we don't talk about it. We don't know about it. We don't address it. Right. So this was essentially my upbringing and I was highly sensitive as a spiritual child and very attuned to all kinds of different energies and emotions as all children and all people are right. Like we hear a lot about empaths, but everyone is an empath, right? We're highly sensitive. And it was a real struggle for me seeing like, I know that this is not normal. This is not how things should be, you know? And I think that is a really big reason. When I was younger, I had a very strong, clear connection of, I wanted to be a parent. I wanted to be a mom from a very young age. However, at the time I was seeing what my mom had done. And in my, my own idea from what I had seen, I was like, I want to be a single mom too. And I want to have a mom, I want to have a kid, but I'm really young. And, and that's kind of just what I saw as normal, right? Until much later, until I found the soul parent spiritual child work and the soul therapy. And I started to realize like, oh no, that's, a, that's actually not what I really want. That is what I saw. And there was like so much anticipation, but it was coming from a very immature place and a place of not knowing myself fully and who I am, what I need, what my child needs, what the spirit of my child needs and connecting to that. And so I was able to do that through the soul parent, spiritual child work, learning about how the spirit of your child connects to you long before they are even conceived long before sometimes they are even a thought. Hmm. So your spiritual child has a soul contract and agreement with you. And this soul contract and agreement is predetermined long before they enter the physical body. And what this looks like can take a few months to begin sometimes Sometimes for the mother or the parents, could be whoever, but I'll use mother a lot because the mother is the vessel here, right? So we will be definitely speaking about that because she needs the most healing. But of course, this applies to every parent and anyone who wants to be a parent. Um, 
And so the spirit and connection can happen at any moment. So your awareness happened about a year-ish ago? Year and a half. Yeah. She like, it was shocking the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can share if you'd like. If yeah. You so <laughs> the funniest part is my husband and I, uh, most people in the podcast know my husband and I had bought an RV. We were going to live in it. We were going to drive to Mexico. So we drove it to Ontario. Worst experience ever. We actually separated on the trip. Uh, for six months, we had the separation, but we're driving across the country. I believe we were in Alberta at the point some some part of Alberta I have no idea where we drive by something that said I don't even know if it said it or if it was it but it go it was a brook like a babbling brook and it dropped in she was like that's my name and I was like no we've talked about it we've we've adjusted the name it just wasn't in alignment but I literally was like who the hell are you? And she just dropped in. So I'm separated from my husband. I I was seeing another person. My husband and I um, have a ethical non-monogamous relationship. Um, And at the time we were sort of more in it. And I had another partner too. So I was like, it's not with that person. Now I'm separating from my husband and you're going to drop in now. Like, I was like, what the hell? Uh, but she was so loud and she like dropped and she was like, this is the energy of my name. And I started to get to know her pretty much alone at this point of, um, I didn't tell my husband about this really for months and the whole energy, I was just sitting with it alone being like, this being is screaming inside of me that she's coming all of a sudden. And like I mentioned, never wanted kids, never had an interest. Um, the idea of being pregnant used to physically repulse me to the point of nausea. It was a very intense feeling. And I was like, this is not normal. Um, so that's kind of how she dropped in. It was just like a name. And I realized afterwards, the name was an energy of the babbling brook. So that's part of her energy force. Uh, but that's how it happened. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are lots of different ways that they, they can show up to you. And usually there has to be an opening, right? Mm -hmm. So there has to be a shift. There has to be, um, an opening for you to actually be present and conscious and aware of, you know, their presence. And so, uh, for me, it was throughout through, through, through the work that I was doing I have a lot of connections and I do a lot of work in the dream world. So for me, Mm -hmm. the first time I connected with my spiritual child was through dreams. Um, And it was actually really interesting. I was about 25 and I was in the middle of learning in soul parent spiritual child work. And I had a dream about a, a boy, a little boy. And that freaked me out because at the time, right, I had grown up with women and not ton of men. So in my mind, when I was even younger than that, thinking I would have children, I never even really like played with the fact that I could have a boy. I didn't even think about it. I completely understand the joke in our house is what if it's a boy? And I said, well, we'll just send it back. <laughs> my husband's like, you can't do that. I'm like, no, we'll just send it back through the portal. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a really strong awareness in, oh. in me of like, oh yeah, if I have a boy, like I don't, I, not that I can't be a single mom, of course you could be, but I wouldn't know what to do. And I would actually want to have a partner, right? Like, so that was for me too, the first, um, connection of, oh no, being a single mom is not what I actually authentically want. And having a partner who is there to share in that is really important to me. And actually part of what my spiritual child desires. Mm -hmm. And so part of why we do this work is to help women heal their own stuff prior to your children coming, because that's how you can actually support the spirit of your child. This is the most important thing. Like now, right? We are not just expected as parents to just put a roof over your kid's head and get them fed, right? Like Back then it was like, make sure your kids are fed. I mean, even still it's, things are crazy now. So it's like, yeah, just keep them alive. (laughs) Yeah. Just having them fed and alive and healthy is like, almost has become a lot harder and more challenging in some ways. And in others, obviously easier, but now what's 
been asked of the spiritual children who are coming onto the planet now, and we see this is they are asking for a lot more healing, a lot more accountability, a lot more responsibility, self-responsibility from their parents to being conscious beings and to healing the wounds of their past so that they are not in the way of connecting to the child and to providing emotional safety and physical safety and spiritual safety and well-being. Wow. Mm-hmm. And this resonates so deeply for everything that's been coming up for me of the healing that has to be done. It's like, it has to be done before she comes because I can't hold my wounds in the same way when she's here. Like I can't hold the anger I've had for my anger is a huge theme in my life. The rage inside of me, it's, it's a feminine matriarchal line of rage I can't hold that when she's here I don't want to put that on her I don't want her to carry what I've carried Um, there's even habits where I'm like this has to be broken before you come because I don't want you to carry this forward Uh, and I've been doing just like it just feels like like layers and layers of untangling my stuff what came through really deeply the other night I was working through some deep deep pain I've been getting through the back of my head my back body it came out of nowhere and I was like okay is this related to sort of like the kundalini rising because for a couple years it was deeply in my throat just pain for a year like two three years it was extreme now it's in the back of my head I'm like okay is this the rising of something that I'm moving through of course beyond that I'm looking into what else could be creating the pain but I was sitting with it while I was falling asleep, I was doing my energy work then. And what came through really deeply where I set the intention, I want to move through this pain. I want to understand this pain. And all these like flashes came through around uh, my energetics and my, my ability not to hold in the past, even the idea of bringing a life into this world or even myself, right? Even holding myself. And as I was sitting with it, what came through really big was I am now the mother I needed. And that is what I get to pass to her is that I've become everything my 10 year old, 14 year old, 18 year old self really needed. And of course she's going to have her own karmic signature and shit where we're going to be doing our stuff. But I've now realized I've come to a place where I'm her. I I'm exactly what I needed. And that is when she gets to come through. Mm -hmm. That's been big lately. Yeah. Yeah. And that is really, none of us are going to be able to be healed a hundred percent before we have children. (laughs) That's a really big misconception too, right? It's like, it doesn't have to be 100% and it won't, Never. but, but it just needs to be enough where you are truly conscious of what is going on within you, what your patterns are, what your habits are. And, and you've done enough healing whereby you are actually ready to be available to your child. Right. I've had, I've seen a lot of women who they want to be moms for so long and then their children are here and they're triggered left, right, and centered because, because they haven't done enough emotional and physical and mental and everything, spiritual healing prior now, the, the reality is your children, they have an agreement with you. They are literally designed with you to push all your buttons specifically so <laughs> that you can heal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're mirrors, right? It's not quite mirrors. Okay. It's, it's more that they are actually, they can seem as mirrors. Yes. It's more that they are literally designed to know what you need to be healed so they will bring it up wow right it's actually that that is they are the teacher Mm, yes they are the teacher wow so your your spiritual children they are your teacher if you choose to see it that way if you choose to see (laughs) and that relationship if you're able to actually be in that state so then you can learn from your child and not be triggered every single day 
with everything <laughs> they do or don't do or say or don't say. But that is a really big thing. And so I work with women to help prepare consciously in preconception what that looks like. So let's just talk about what that looks like. Yeah, I was gonna say how, okay, so someone comes to you and they're like, hi, help me in this Mm -hmm. process. What does this look like? Yeah, so in the preconception phase, it really looks like developing a really strong connection to your womb. And a lot of women do not, they might think they have a strong connection. Some people do, they think they do. And then they realize, oh, I don't think I do. (laughs) I feel that really deeply where I'm like, yeah, I'm in the womb work. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm so disconnected from this portal, this space. There's so much pain still there, right? I think I've healed my hormones and then another period comes along and knocks me on my ass. I'm like, okay, we're not, we're not completely connected. So yes. Okay. Feeling this. Yes, exactly. So that's a big part of it is to heal the relationship you have with your womb and the earth. Right? You mentioned that you don't feel safe. You don't yeah. feel safe in your body and on the earth. That's a big yeah. piece of it. In order for you as a mom to, to A, have a birth that is empowering to you, right? Yeah. Yep. Every birth is beautiful and wonderful, but not all birth has been empowering to women. And no. I feel like it's been so stolen from women, the sacred practices, the whole thing I say all the time to my husband, I'm like, it's me in a tub in the living room. I'm going to catch that baby. Like it's going to be this primal, like you better expect scream, like not even screaming, but like the guttural like release. And he's like, cool, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And I'm like, but you're right. The practices have been so um, taken from women. I feel like sovereignty has been taken sovereignty in birth. Oh yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so, and it's, it's, and that's the other part is it's wonderful to desire that. Like, especially now we see a lot of this, like we see women wanting a home birth. They want a full natural birth. They want to do all these things. They want to be homeschooling their kids and, you know, off the grid or whatever, like whatever the dream is, for women. And that can look very different for every single person. Absolutely. One way, but let's just talk about sort of some of the things we are seeing a lot of women very commonly wanting to go back to, right? Yeah. Old ways. That is so wonderful and beautiful, but when there is fear in the body, when there is too much fear in the body, The idea is you can want to have a home birth, but if you have not dealt with the fear, most likely you'll end up being somewhere you don't want to be because fear is too much. That speaks true for a lot of the souls in my life right now that have conceived and wanted it to be one way. And they're like, but I ended up in the hospital, like forceps and the whole thing, or I ended up doing a C-section and there's, there's no wrong way. Like if you have to have an emergency birth, like you, you do you, um, I have no, there's no, nothing in my mind saying there's a wrong way to do this. But a lot of the women I've talked to felt like, yeah, my sovereignty was taken in the level of fear that I operated within, not trusting that my baby's due date was predetermined. They're good. Not trusting that my body knew what to do. Not trusting that I didn't need to push, not trusting that I could handle it without an epidural, all these things where afterwards I've heard so much regret from these women where they're like, I just wish that I had trusted myself, spoken up for myself, said no, um, and trusted that my body knew what to do. Yeah, you got it. So that's like the number one thing I support women with in the preconception phase is to be able to trust yourself hands Huge. down. Like, oh my God. Trust yourself, trust your womb and trust yourself as a mother. And that is huge. And the ripple effect of what you just said, again, is a, is a, it's a mirror too of your ability to hold, release, have, and hold, release, have in like external out of the birth, right? If you can't trust yourself to hold that life within you, this is coming up deeply within myself of like, if I can't hold or feel like I'm safe to hold that life within me in pregnancy, then that is a direct reflection of my ability or fear around holding that life outside of pregnancy. Yeah. You got wow. It. 
Wow, this is so potent. And I feel like a lot of women right now, you know, even I feel like the mothers listening right now are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, that sovereignty was taken from me. That feeling was taken from me. I wanted this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fear. Oh, yeah. Fear and trust. Huge. So we work a lot with that clearing those or, or and building the trust. We also work on healing shame and guilt. Mm. Those are huge. Those are really big, heavy emotions that a lot of women carry and they go unhealed for most of your life. So that's a big one. We look at preparing you consciously for having healthy relationships. Huge as a woman and a mother. Yeah. I mean, you have heard it, seen it everywhere. You know, women have children with partners who are not suitable for them. Mm. And that is two reasons. There's a few things going on there. Um, obviously the spirit of your child chooses its parents, right? So that is a part of it. And yet, however, there's also you. And so your conscious level of healing chooses your partners. Mm, Yeah. That makes sense. Chooses the, the, the partner of your child too. So depending on your level of consciousness and where you are at and how much you have healed and just what's going on, you know, that reflects in your partner and it will also reflect in your children too. So whatever is unhealed in you will reflect in your partnership and in your children. And we see it all the time, literally all the time. Every person I know their relationship to their partner or ex-partners or whomever is a direct reflection of their ability to connect with their child, um, even you know, not love, love's not the word, right word, but like hold space for their child. It's, mm-hmm. you know, how, how they fight with their partners, often how they fight with their children. And I know, you know, 90% of the women I talk to don't want that, mm-hmm. uh, but they also don't know how to move through it. Yeah. So this is all what we do, even with moms. I work a lot with moms and anyone at any oh. stage, grandmothers even, you know, because there's so much healing to be done in the family dynamics. Mm-hmm in your connection with yourself, your relationships, and you, you learn, you know, how to actually create a healthy family dynamic in the work that I do. Mm, I love that. Nobody teaches you, right? Like you don't have a guidebook for, for parenting Mm. and there is no guidebook really, but what the soul parent spiritual child work does is it gives you a model and a framework of what it can look like to have a healthy, happy home and family dynamic. And it gives you the tools to be able to actually create that within yourself, you know, just you as a mom, as a woman, and then also with your partner or your family or whatever the situation is, doesn't matter, you know, doesn't matter what it looks like, but it's to honor the spirit of your child. Hmm ultimately right fundamentally which is why the spirit of your child is really fun once you get to connect with it and play with it because it will guide you it will guide you where to live it will guide you what to learn what to eat yeah guide you your child will guide you on um like learning a new language or travel and places to go or where they want to be born where they want to be conceived even you know, like it is that potent. I have moments all the time where I am cooking in the kitchen and I have two little ones around me and energetically, I can feel the spirit of my children guiding me towards what I need to do or not do, what I still need to work on or not work on. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's been a really long and intense journey Um, I'm only 30 now, but like I've been working on this specifically when it comes to healing and consciously preparing for having a child since I was, well, since I met my mentor when I was 18, who's the founder. Wow. And that's super young to start this work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. So that's what began my spiritual journey. If you will, I was always spiritual before that, but I did not have a um, foundational teacher. Right. Until then. And then when the soul parent spiritual child work, that was around, I think I was around 24, 25, when I really started to um, shift 
what I thought I knew about having children and having a very, very different outlook on it and what is actually needed in order to have a child. Because a lot of people think it's, I need to have a house, I need to have a partner and I need to have money. Yeah. It's pretty much all they, and I need to be healthy, right? Physically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like that Maslow hierarchy. I need to have like that baseline. Everything is supported physically. Mm -hmm. Right. Most people don't think about the energetics. No, exactly. And the emotional aspects, you know, I talk to lots of women. I see lots of women all the time who are struggling with IVF or fertility. Yeah. And they are doing everything. They're nutritionists, they're, they're naturopaths, they're holistic, their energy, whatever they are. And they are doing everything they possibly can physically, but they haven't healed the emotions and their emotional body, which gets passed down to your child. And that's what wants to be healed. Yeah. So your emotional, as you mentioned, you know, this anger. Yeah. Your child does not want to carry that. Mm-hmm. They don't want they don't want to grow in a womb space that is not safe and not feeling warm and cozy and gentle and calm for their nervous system. Right? Yeah. That's what they want. They want to heal the emotions and the unconscious emotions that are not easy to see. And this is what's tricky because women will think, you know, oh, I think I'm happy. I think I'm all of these things, but deep down, I'm massively depressed. I have anxiety every day. I have shame and guilt running the show and I'm grieving the loss of whatever it might be, you know, grief, sadness, but it's deeply unconscious. Yeah. So it shows up as pain Hmm. or illness or, you know, whatever it might be physically, chronically. And so it's to support women to do that. And that's where the generational healing comes in very strongly to support this work is to heal the unconscious and the generational trauma energetically, mentally, physically, and spiritually that is passed down through your bloodline and through your lineage, Mm. either maternal lineage or your paternal lineage. And both are important, but your maternal lineage specifically is really important. Yeah. So I love that because most of my people are deep in the mother wound with me. I I already have this gestation that the father wound is it's coming through for me really deeply right now. Haven't been ready to touch it till right now. I'm like, Oof, uh, that's 2024. But you know, people here with me, my listeners, my community are deep in that mother wound work, that witch wound work, the woman energetic work. So can you give some you know, maybe suggestions or, you know, how they can start looking at that matriarchal line to, I don't know, find whatever it is they're looking for, like that little piece to start the spark going in their Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Yeah. So the, that's a really big aspect that we cover too in the work is to heal the mother wound. And It's so important before you have children to heal your mother wound because it will show up with you and your children. It's the mother wound. It's literally (laughs) passed down. Yeah, I can see it in every chart. I can see how it goes from grandmother to mother. It sometimes skips things, does other things. I'm like, I can see the the repetition. If I could have great grandmother's charts, man, I could go back and be like, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Are you done? (laughs) Yeah. So a really huge piece of it is really um, a great thing to do. And this is hard for some people and easier for others, depends on the situation, but it's to learn who your mother is as a woman. Ooh, wow. I did not expect that answer. Go deeper. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) it's to really be inquisitive and curious and not see her as your mother. Hmm not relate to her as your mother, but to relate to her as a woman. Oh, this is interesting. You're saying this because I was chatting with a friend the other day inside a reading and she made a comment that was like, 
if my mother wasn't my mother, we'd be best friends. I would absolutely think she was the coolest person in the world, but because it is the mother, oh my God, that, that really hits home. Now I'm so glad she said that the other day, because that's very reflected. And I've never thought about that till right now of and I do think my mom is a really cool human. She used to be like, I idolized my mom when I was younger. Then we went through some spare trauma. Then we're in the space we're in now where we're healing. Yeah. But to see her outside of the role as the mother, I feel like 98% of people listening right now are like, mm, never thought about it. Yeah. Some, and some will have that, that reaction where they're like, oh my God, you're right. Like, wow. You know, like some will have like, wow. Like, Yeah. Like my mom is a, a woman and like, she's going through her own stuff and uh, holy, whoa, like I'm going through my own stuff as a woman. I can't imagine what she's going through or went through, or yeah. some people do know and they see like, yeah, wow. I see that. But some, the wound is so deep that there will be a massive resistance to that. Oh yeah. I can, I can already feel that coming through for a lot of souls. Me 10 years ago, you know, you say that to me 10 years ago, I'd be like, no, like not ready to look at that, not ready to touch that, um, yeah. too much pain there. Yeah, for sure. And so yeah. that is not easy. Um, and it's not an easy thing to do because there definitely does need to be that level of self-responsibility oh. in the process, right? Because you chose your mother, you know, no matter what she has done or what she has facilitated, the truth is she's facilitated exactly what you needed to grow and to become who you are and to learn the soul lessons that you have wanted to learn and that you have come here to fulfill in your own soul's journey. Yeah. And that's hard for a lot of people to make peace with. Yes, it is. It really is. And so there needs to be a lot of forgiveness, of course. Yeah. Doesn't mean there needs to be, of course, tolerating abuse. Like that's not the case. 100%. Yeah. There's a way to, I talk about this a lot in my work. There's a way to forgive for yourself when you're not able to physically forgive a person in the space or have them come back into your life or allow them into your reality because that is toxic or poisonous. Um, there is a way to make peace with that wound without allowing like you said abuse or pain or toxicity to live in your reality yes absolutely but it does require to do a lot of healing and and often when you're in that kind of situation where you know if you can't speak to your mom or you can't have conversations and ask her questions about her birth and her life and her pregnancy and how she grew up and start to understand and see her as a woman then there is a, just a lot more time and space needed to do your own healing, you know, um, and to sit with things and to have the support of someone else too is really important. Yeah. I think that's so amazing about your work is that we don't have to go in there alone. We don't have to go into these dark spaces. Like that's why we have shamans. That's why we have guides. That's why we have, you know, that's why ayahuasca ceremonies are facilitated by shamans is because you don't have to, nor should you go into these dark spaces alone. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that is a really big piece of what I do is just really support women in healing prior to having children, preparing for birth, preparing yeah newborn life too because that's a whole whole other this is a whole other seriously yeah there's just just when I think about that process too what's coming up is like the the death of the maiden right mm -hmm. the death of the maiden and that's been coming up deeply for me and I'm not even there yet like I'm not even you know I'm stepping into that ar archetype of the mother but it's not even happening physically yet and I'm like oh she's dying <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah oh. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot to be reckoned with and processed and, um, just to like have women understand and learn how to prepare for that phase too, because there's a lot of emphasis on preparation for pregnancy mm -hmm. and birth, mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of emphasis on newborn life and the first 40 days and yeah. what look like and what you can do to support yourself and how others can support you is really big. So yeah, I feel like that's been missing 
And as I've been diving into my just, you know, reflecting on following amazing people doing this work like yourself and other um, people who are deeply in this, I would call it like a regenerative practice of fertility and birth of the the 40 days of some do the isolation, some do um, different practices or having community, constantly preparing food, making sure that that energy is given to the mother's restoration and healing and the baby and the father too. I mean, he's holding so much energy and space, but it's been forgotten, right? That you have the baby and then there's a whole thing that happens after that too. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and how it really alters your relationships too. So your, wow. your partnership has a huge, massive alteration when you have children. And so really imagine. Nobody, nobody is prepared for that. Nobody's actually like, we don't talk about that before yeah. it happens. So then we have women who are struggling, men who are struggling, and then families who are obviously having a hard time. Yeah. And so this work supports that in how to be vulnerable how to have clear communication, how to set boundaries, you know, very practical stuff, because I know that everything we're talking about is very like spiritual and energetic and wonderfully, you know, light and airy, but (laughs) what I love about the work and Deborah Sky and her work specifically and where this comes from, it is so practical and so Mm. grounded in the physical and the reality of what is needed to actually live in a healthy way as a human being on this planet, you know? Huge. So, yeah. So Huge. she really, there's so much that can actually be done and that's what this work will give you. And yeah, it's beautiful. And so the generational healing is really done through individual sessions. It looks like a healing session where you are laying down and receiving and an ancestor steps forward and I facilitate for the ancestor what oh, they I love that. to heal. Yeah. Wow. Now, can you do these virtually? Yes. So Amazing. this one at a distance, mm-hmm. I am certified to do the distance healing um, or in person. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then the soul parent, spiritual child work and programs are more, um, they are weekly sessions. So they're done in a program because that gives you the most results, right? That's going to support you. Mm -hmm. And they are done in um, a three month program, a six month program or a nine month program. So you could basically take people through the whole journey of like conception to birth to after birth like I could just see someone working with you for two years yeah that is definitely what happens (laughs) yeah like the whole journey of every level of this experience can be supported by someone doing your work this is amazing yeah that's exactly it. And it's beautiful. I've had clients that I've worked with for many years at different phases too, in, in all the levels of the work. Um, and I've had women go from finding me, not realizing, and then getting pregnant by accident, by accident, without knowing. Let's Feels say. like an accident to us, but it's not an accident to them. Yep. And, um, and then I have supported them through their pregnancy through their birth. And a lot of the women I work with will have tend to have more of a natural birth because they are more well-prepared and I support them through that. I've also, you know, been there and been present for some of my clients' births, which has been incredible. Um, And then of course, in the postpartum phase and in the newborn phase, Mm -hmm. doing that. And then later working together to um, help women find who they are again as a new mom and really ground into their new authentic self of who they are, how they want to be as a mom, what works for them, right? Because there's so much being bombarded. Oh my God. Every direction you're doing it wrong. Like rigidly, you have to do it this way, or you have to do it this way. And all the lines are like, I hate your way. And I hate your way. And you're a bad mom and you're a bad mom. So mm-hmm. exactly. And so that's what I love about this work too, is that it really brings it back to you 
as a woman, trusting yourself as a mom. And that's what I'm there to support. I'm there to support you in becoming the mom that you'd really want to be and what feels right for you and what feels best for you and your spiritual child. And that's the other key is that just because of my skill set and my work too and my training, you know, when I work with moms and families, I am able to connect to the spiritual child and what they are actually needing. So in occasion, when, when the mom's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going crazy here. What's happening. Right. Or, you know, like I'm, I'm worried about this decision. I don't know what the best decision is. Right. I will be able to sense and guide them to what it is. The spiritual child is wanting, you know, and what works best for them too. I feel like this is huge for postpartum depression. I feel like this would be just a game changer for the amount of women I know that have experienced it because they didn't have this level of somebody taking them into themselves, right. Uh, To reclaim safety, to reclaim all the shit they're losing of themselves, all the loss that happens of like, who the hell am I now? And how do I function in this role? I feel like you would be a game changer on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen it really just help so many women. I've, I've seen it help women who never thought they could get pregnant and have fears. That's that's the magic. (laughs) Yeah. Total fear and fear of miscarriage or fear of all kinds of things. And I've had women work with me and do generational healing in conjunction to, with the soul parent work, those two together, because sometimes depending on the person, but sometimes your ego and your level of resistance can be strong, you know? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it is very helpful to also support through the energy of, you know, you just get to lie down and I don't get, I I don't have to work with you. I'm working Mm -hmm. with your ancestors. So, you know, you can just receive and that allows the energy to shift so that we can go deeper on a conscious level. Does that make sense? Oh my God. It makes so much sense. Uh, It makes so much sense for, I know that there's several people who reached out when I opened this can of worms talking about infertility and the struggles with IVF and the struggles to hold, conceive miscarriages, all of that. And the more I dive into this realm and sort of what you're doing is where I'm seeming to find the level of people being like, this is what worked is, is this deep, deep energetic unlocking within us of the fear, the loss, the, all the, the stuff going on in our heads that we make ourselves crazy about is it, it's really resonating. And I know a lot of the women listening are like probably hitting a book book session with you right now. So, okay. As we wrap things up, final message or something you would like our listeners to hear about this work? Mm -hmm. I honestly think it's just to, you know, trust what you feel called to and trust your gut as much as possible. Like when you feel the call to get support or to reach out or to do something and to have support outside of yourself, that is like professional support to help you that is so important because it's never too late to start. So it doesn't matter when you feel that call, like when you feel that call to heal and go deeper, dive in, you know, with whoever, wherever you feel called, but it is going to impact your children, your future children, future generations to come Yeah, for you to heal and do the work. And that is just like, it's so important. And I've seen it. Like I have, um, a, a colleague of mine who's done the work, uh, her name's Julie and she has three kids and her first two she had, and then she found me and then she started working with me and she got pregnant while we were working together. And that pregnancy was night and day different than her first wow. two, her wow. birth, a natural birth, a home birth, night and day different than her other two. And now as a mom, like she's a completely different person, a completely different person than she used to be with her first two. And, and, and the healing that has happened with her first two children has been amazing to see like amazing because it impacts them at any level. 
just because you are already a mom, even if your kids are 15, even if they're teenagers, even if they're 18, even if they're adults, Mm -hmm. the work you do has a ripple effect. So that is the one thing I think I would leave with people is like, really listen to that call within your heart, within your spirit, within your soul. When you feel there needs to be some shifting energies or there needs to be some work done, or there needs to be some more learning and understanding, go for it. And I love that it, you mentioned, it's not just the spirit baby realm The you haven't, they haven't even incarnated yet around the during pregnancy realm. This can go, it can span time because I feel like a lot of people are going to resonate with the struggles they've experienced as mothers, as fathers, as anyone, um, and not being able to break through that dam to heal those relationships with their children is huge. I see it all the time and having someone, even having the knowledge that it can be changed. That alone is like this light in the dark hope moment of it's not permanent. Yeah. And it's not you. It's also like, it's not all because of you too. Like that's a really big aha moment too, for a lot of people is like, oh, this is generational trauma that can actually be healed Mm. so that I can experience a different life. It's true empowerment. Yeah. It's huge. And that has also been a huge change for like game changer for me too. Like if we go back to my story is like, no realizing like, oh, I can have a different experience. I don't have to do the same things my mom and grandmother did, or they are same experiences or whatever it is. It's huge and has changed everything. So I love that. That's what I would leave with people is really just, you know, embrace your healing. And that's potent and a perfect, perfect ending. So how can they find you? Where can they find you? I know, I, like I said, I know half of them right now are like, where do I book? Uh, even just to start with the ancestral session, like where, where do they find you? Yeah. So the best place would be to go to my website, which is www.vanessa-faria.com. And there you can book in a consultation with me, or you can book a session for generational healing directly. Um, there's a contact form too, which is really easy to be able to really get to me directly, put in everything in there. I love to have intake forms where people can really share as much as possible. And that way, when we hop on a call to connect, I will be able to actually serve you and let you know what the best service would be for you so that you can get the results you need. Perfect. So that's a really great place. And then the other place would also be on my Instagram if you want to connect and kind of just follow along there. It's Vanessa, so V-A-N-E-S-S dot Faria, F-A-R-I-A. Perfect. I know all of them are going to follow you immediately because this conversation has just been so potent. Thank you so much for your energy, your knowledge, and just sharing these beautiful messages today. It's my pleasure. I, I love this work, all of the work, and I am so passionate about it. And I would love to see more women feel empowered and, and their children feel happy and healthy and empowered too. So truly thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure and that passion comes through. So you were definitely the right person to open this can of worms with. Um, Yeah, thank you again so much. And for everyone listening, I will share all those details in the show notes as always so that you can connect with Vanessa right away. And yeah, go follow the journey, the knowledge. And when, you know, the call comes, you'll know where she is.